When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Well, Paper Magazine has done a profile on Lindsay Lohan in their Break the Internet section once again. Uh, And I had the opportunity to take a minute with it and just read through it this morning, Bradley, and I learned some things. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer, You learned some things. I didn't learn anything. Well, I did learn. Yeah, I did learn a couple things. Well, I I didn't really learn anything at all. Well, I learned... What I learned is that nothing has changed. Okay. But I learned that Lindsay doesn't know that. Oh, shocker. And it's frustrating. Um, So, okay. Tell me more. Let me just start here. So, Lindsay Lohan, I just want to give kind of like a, a broad overview of the journey through Lindsay Lohan since we've joined her. Okay. Because since you and I have been following Lindsay Lohan, since we started doing a show together, um, we've watched her kind of through her hot messness. Uh, we watched her through a time where, honestly, it was like we didn't really know if she was going to make it through the year. I mean, she really was struggling for a while. Um, and then we watched she went her. to jail. Yes. She was in the morgue. Remember? She had to do her uh, community service in the morgue by working in the morgue. And then she had to go to the, with. she had that crappy judge, remember that whole, or not judge, lawyer, remember? Yes. She had a terrible lawyer. I mean, there there was like we can't even like take the time to nitpick all of the things that went wrong during that period of time. But then after that, after she allegedly was putting her life together, she did a Oprah Winfrey uh, show on the Oprah Winfrey Network. Oprah extended the branch to her and said, I'd like to give you an opportunity to show the world that you've put your life back together. Let's give you a reality show. And Oprah really did believe in her. And Oprah stuck her neck out for her. And we watched that reality show. And what did we learn about Lindsay Lohan? Well, that she just couldn't ever get it. She did not change at all. No. She could not figure her life out. And I think Oprah learned that while she uh, stuck her neck out for Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. So here we are again now. We're in like act three of Lindsay Lohan's trying to uh, reinvent herself. Now MTV has given her a reality show. She has now moved to Dubai. She has a, a series. She went Dubai. She went Dubai. Bye. She has a series of, uh, she has a number of these, uh, these clubs in Greece. This one specifically in Mykonos. It's called Lohan Beach Club or Beach House. Um, and and now MTV is doing a reality show on her as the boss of these clubs. Yeah. And that's where we meet her now. She's in the promotion of this. She's trying to get this thing going. And uh, that's where Paper Magazine starts this interview. And they start the interview with the quote we talked about yesterday, which was Lindsay Lohan basically saying, everybody always wants to pay attention to 
all the wrong things I do. I do so many right things and still everybody pays attention to only the one or two wrong things I do. Does she have any idea why she seems to be the only one who's afflicted with that behavior? No. Okay. And that is, and therein lies the problem. And that is why the whole entire article begins with the exact thing that is wrong with Lindsay Lohan, which is the lack of self-awareness for understanding why it is that everybody is always focused on the glaring wrong things she does. Here's the exact quote before before we kind of dig deep into it. She says, I would love to know why I constantly... I'll start over. I would love to know why I get constantly clobbered in the press. I could do 99 things right and one thing wrong. Oh my God, is, is she in a room? Yes, she is. Uh, But it's the one thing that will be focused on. Behind the scenes, I do what I can to be the best version of me, which never gets mentioned. I'm also human. I make mistakes. That's all that seems to get reported. So, again, Bradley, to your point, she does not have the perspective to understand why it is we continue to focus on the wrong things. I don't understand. I mean, I think I know why she's emotionally and, um, you know, she's emotionally stunted mm-hmm. um, as a consequence of her career in Hollywood because her parents didn't put the appropriate boundaries uh, in her life such that she would be allowed to mature like the rest of us have had the opportunity or many of us have had such that we will go through a period of self-discovery and learning that isn't clouded by money, power, influence, and or celebrity. So mm-hmm. she is probably never going to understand that and will always be a semi-tragicomic figure. And if I may just add to that, she will never understand it and she will never understand that she will never understand that. In other words... Unless she were to quit acting, honestly. hmm and, and go she, on some sort of, you know, um, self-discovery vision journey. Vision quest. Yeah. 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 I mean, and that's part of the problem is she continues to try to do the same thing, to try to garner the same attention without ever doing the work it takes to try to change the outcome. Yeah. Uh, and so here she is again. She's asking for us to watch her new show. It's going to be called uh, Lohan, or it's going to be called uh, Lindsay Lohan uh beach boss i get that's confused because they changed the name of the show and then they and then there's the name of the actual club so the name of the club is lohan beach house the name of the show is lindsay lohan's beach club and that starts airing on january 8th but i have to tell you about how she describes the club are you ready for this because this to me was the thing where i was like why isn't anybody talking about this so the name of the club again is lohan beach house how, what do we understand about Lohan Beach House? That it's a house? That it's a club, right? That's what we've been sold, right? This is a, like club, a club on Mykonos. Yeah, it's the, and she's even said in the promo for the show that, uh, you know, she was such a party girl and everybody always expected her to be in the clubs. Well, why not just open one, right? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Uh, this is what she says of the club. I really wanted to make it a family-style beach. Excuse me? A place where people can go with their kids and feel safe. They can have fun and there's not cameras every second. It's not just a party thing. You can have a nice lunch. She's talking about her nightclub. Okay. She wants it to be a family style 
place. What does she want it to be like? Buca de Peppo? Apparently. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing, and this is what I don't think we're going to learn in the uh, in the show. But these are the questions that I have, and this is the investigative journalism I would like to task mm-hmm. an actual journalist with. I want to know first of all who owns this thing because it's not Lindsay Lohan, mm-hmm. and the story that we've been fed is so. Like, this is the problem that I have with uh, celebrity world is nobody is willing to pay and nobody is willing to, you know, respect these stories enough to do the due diligence to find out what's actually going on. Because I think very clearly, you know, somebody gave her a bunch of money to slap her name on something Mm -hmm. and she is not running it. She doesn't own it. She has no responsibility for it. But she said, fine, put my name on it. We can get, you know, you're going to make a ton of money because in addition to my big fat face on it, um, and and I don't mean she has a big fat face. Mm -hmm. I mean, because her face is big when they blow it up and put it on the thing. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying. Um, And in turn, I can attract people like MTV to do a show Mm -hmm. here. So it would be, you know, there are investors. This is what I want to know, because this is, I think, where you'll start to get juicy. Like, how did Lindsay Lohan? End up in Greece by way of the UK. You'll remember that was where she went to like get away from all of this. Mm -hmm. And and then she somehow found herself with a hot mess Russian oligarch's child who was physically and verbally abusive. Yeah. And then she somehow ends up throwing smart water at refugees before she's getting punches thrown by refugees Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. while opening up a beachside resort Mm -hmm. club Mm -hmm. thing and taking up a residence in dubai i mean we've been on a journey now i'm so confused with Lindsay lohan and again and this is the same person who is asking the question why is it that everybody only is paying attention to the bad things i do yeah well sit with it marinate in it i'm gonna watch that show oh, though for sure. don't even get me started uh anyway that uh that issue of paper magazine uh or the i'm sorry that profile in paper magazine is available online at papermag.com it's the Lindsay lohan break the internet uh article you can find it there and it is i mean it's a good read it's an interesting read again it will frustrate you because you will realize that this is a person who has yeah. absolutely but for most zero self-awareness most people are gonna be like oh i'm so happy she's doing well and good luck to her and you know can't wait to see what she's doing on the beach. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, the Golden Globe uh, nominations were announced this morning. We're going to check in with our friend Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's trip to the movies to hear his thoughts on those nominations after this on My Talk 1071. Our friend Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's trip to the movies, the podcast and the website and the YouTube channel. He's multimedia is on the line with us on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk one Oh seven one streaming live at my talk one Oh seven one.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer reacting to the golden globe nominations. Hello, Paul. Hello. Thanks for having me today. Well, thank you for being available to us. Uh, So the first thing we wanted to ask you about the nominations, which were, uh, uh, which were shared this morning. Um, were there any surprises for you on that long list? My surprises come in a matter of how is that movie in that category? Ooh, how is that movie yeah. in that category? Tell us more. 
So you have movies like A Star is Born or Bohemian Rhapsody up for best drama. And in my opinion, those are the two biggest musicals of the year. And I feel like that should be in the comedy musical category. Oh, Oh, interesting. interesting. But obviously... Uh, just to clarify, I'm assuming it's whoever submits the movie gets to determine where it gets submitted. I think that's part of it. I think the studios do that. And I kind of wonder, too, if it's they think they'll have a better chance in the drama category versus musical or comedy, or if it's because these movies are about singers versus a movie like Mary Poppins Returns, where the characters break into song. Got it. So okay. I don't know. I mean, that's... That's a whole long, longer conversation. I also feel like there were some actors that I really wanted to see nominated but were left, disappeared from the list. People like Tony Collette for Hereditary, Ethan Hawke for a movie called First Reformed. Both of those actors have been getting a lot of like Guild nominations, Guild Awards, so I thought we would see them today. And those are, we didn't hear from either of them, or Michael B. Jordan from Black Panther. A lot of people would love to see him nominated for Best Supporting Actor as he played the villain in Black Panther, and he was kind of left left a miss this morning as well. Now, Paul, we talk about uh, the Golden Globes and have as sort of like the kickoff to award season, but as somebody who pays attention to, you know, behind the scenes of the entertainment industry, such right. as yourself and other award ceremonies, where does the Golden Globes fit within the whole universe of award shows? What does it mean for someone like you who's paying closer attention perhaps than we are? I think that this is a, a an initial start of what movies we should maybe start watching, movies to keep our eye on. I wouldn't necessarily claim that any of these people that win will go on to win the Oscar. There have been countless examples of people that win a Golden Globe but then don't even get nominated for an Oscar as mm. well. We saw that a couple of years ago with Aaron Taylor Johnson for a movie called Nocturnal Animals. Jim Carrey has won multiple Golden Globes, but he's never been nominated for an Oscar. So it kind of just like it's it's nice to be a winner, but I don't want to put chip my all my chips down on all the winners of the Golden Globes. Right. Sure. Well, and to that end, you know, um, this is the time where we can start getting ourselves prepared for the bigger picture award season. What would you say are like the three big movies? or TV shows even, streaming options that we really need to sit down and digest before we get ourselves into award season and specifically before the Golden Globes on January 6th. Right. I always try to tell people, look for the movies that have the, or the movies or TV shows that have the most nominations in a variety of categories. So for instance, like Vice, that is the movie that has the most movie nominations with six nominations because it has Christian Bale, Sam Rockwell, and Amy Adams all up for acting awards. And the movie's actually about Dick Cheney. It comes out around Christmas. It's also up for Best Picture Comedy and as well as Best Director for Adam McKay. So in a way, you can kind of crank out a variety of categories if you see a movie like that. Okay. Or even A Star is Born. You know, you've got Best Picture, Best Director for Bradley Cooper. He's also up for Best Actor. Lady Gaga's up for Best Actress. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. And then it's going to be up for best original song as well. No doubt some other technical categories come later on for the Oscars, maybe even screenplay. Um, the favorite, which I'm going to be talking about tomorrow, is up for best um, actress for Olivia Coleman, best supporting actress for Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz, and it's a phenomenal movie. I'll get into it tomorrow. It's also up for best picture, musical, and comedy. So again, you can watch a great movie that has multiple nominations. That's that's my way of looking at yeah, it. Yeah, no, for sure. No, what that about, actually helps a lot. What about some uh, TV end of things? I mean, I was seeing that Sharp Objects got great nominations for limited series, uh, same with Patricia Clarkson for supporting actress, same for Amy Adams again, and then you've got, like, the assassination of Gianni Versace. I kind of like going for the limited series, because that's a shorter commitment. You're thinking yeah. maybe six episodes, eight episodes, ten at most, and you could crank that out over, like, two weekends versus thinking, oh my gosh, how can I watch 22 episodes of This Is Us if I'm, I'm not behind? I'm so glad that you just said that, because that's exactly what I was thinking when you said, you know, that that uh, Sharp Objects got so many nominations. I was thinking, how exciting, because that is something that you really can see the entire story arc of in the space of a weekend versus having to try to kind of digest all Multiple of a series. Yeah. Right. And especially if you didn't even start a show, right? Like, if I'd never started This Is Us, I'm not going to go and start now in season three or four, wherever we're at. I think right. we're in season three. You know, if it was nominated, you know, for nominations. That's that's too big of a commitment. I need short commitments right now. Exactly. Well, Paul McGuire Grimes, thank you so much for your insights. And we'll check in with you tomorrow to hear what's well, in thank theaters. You. Thanks, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Uh, and when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have celebrities behaving badly. Uh, we call them D-bags right here on My Talk One. Celebrities behaving badly. We have a name for them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 107. One streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hey. That name we have for those celebrities is D Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's oh. your D Bag today, Colleen? Harvey Weinstein, we oh. meet again. Oh. Yes, exactly. Harvey Weinstein has written an email to a few select friends from his personal email address that arrived on Monday of this week, and uh, it has been leaked to the media, that email has. I'd like to read uh, parts of it to you. Oh, God. It begins with the following. Okay. I've had one hell of a year. Oh. Mm. Uh, I'm not sorry about that, Harvey Weinstein. Go on. Uh, Then he goes on to (laughs) criticize the police investigators who have been investigating the case of multiple reports of uh, sexual impropriety and other disgusting things that he did, including but not limited to locking women in the room while he um, pleasured himself in front of them. Yep. Uh, that came along with a promise to help them get roles in movies, etc. He... Criticized the police investigators who have been investigating those cases. And uh, he also included articles in the email and asked his friends to read those articles that explained the ways that the police were behaving out of line so that he could maybe get his friends on his side. Here's the deal. 
Clearly, Harvey Weinstein is trying to launch a comeback, and he's banking on his lawyers being able to toss out some of these court cases that uh, have fallen within the statute of limitations, mm-hmm. uh, two of which I think have already kind of gone south, mm-hmm. and, and two are still kind of alive, but it sounds like we're not quite sure exactly which way they'll go right now. Yeah. Um, in any case, he's trying to reach out to people who have been close to him in the past and try to get them to support him by hearing his side of events. Okay. He's trying to represent all of these relationships with these women who have come forward to talk about, um, about Harvey Weinstein and his actions. Uh, he's trying to represent those as being consensual relationships. And I think he, it's a big old D bag move. Well, I don't understand why anybody would, you know, at this point, who are the people that are like, oh, you know, uh, he might have a point. Yeah, I'd really like to hear him out. Like, who's giving him the idea that that's, that's a productive strategy? Well, I will say that um, the, the, uh, the journalist from the New York Times who, who shared this, who wrote this article, who shared parts of this email, Elizabeth A. Harris and John Rans- or Jan Ransom, they say that the strategies that he lays out in these personal emails seem to be in line with what his own lawyers have been trying to roll out in court. Um, that basically the the tri- the cases have been mishandled by investigators, and that um, that they've hidden some evidence that maybe indicates that the relationships between Harvey Weinstein and the women in question were perhaps consensual, or at least could be perceived as consensual. And uh, he wants, and so it sounds like he's leveraging some of those arguments in mm-hmm. his own personal life to try to, again, exact a, a, a comeback on the other side of this. Yeah. Whether or not that's being advised by his lawyers, his lawyers are saying, yeah, no, he did that by his own accord. That's his own choice to use his own personal email address to reach out to people in his life. In either yeah, case, I, it's just I, gross and wrong. It, yeah, it's just gross. I can't imagine what be walking around in uh, the Harvey Weinstein skin bag experience Ugh. is actually like most Nor days. Nor do I want to. Yeah, because um, it can't be. It can't be all that pleasurable. No, no. I mean, who is he? Who is he pleasuring himself in front of anymore? Uh, you know, just like a. Yes. No, I don't want to think about it. I don't either. Mm-mm. So anyway, he's my d bag today. He's definitely a D-bag. Yeah. Pretty much I mean, every day. He's eternal. Um, a what? He's eternal. Oh my God. I thought you said he's a turtle. <laughs> okay. I was like, nope. Is that an analogy I'm not aware mm, of? Nope. He's a turtle. Mm-mm. He's just one big dirty turtle. He is a dirty turtle. Okay. Well, from dirty turtle to Lena Dunham, that's my oh, D-bag man. for today. This is a, a delightful twofer. Now, Lena Dunham is not Harvey Weinstein by any stretch of the imagination, but she is sort Oh, I'm not even going to say it. I was going to be like, she's the Harvey Weinstein of blank. No, because that's not fair. Hmm. However, she is a D-bag in her own right today, and it's because of this latest apology. What do we know about Lena Dunham? Uh, nothing is real and everyone smokes. <laughs> uh, let me give you uh, a little more of a hint. Okay. What do we know about a habit that Lena Dunham has when she says something awkward or bizarre? She apologizes and then tries to excuse it. Yes. Or that she tries to apologize simply <clears throat> and doesn't do a very good job. Well, of that it, too. Right. Mm-hmm. So she most recently admitted in an apology that she lied You'll remember there was uh, the story of uh, an actress who accused a girl's producer 
um, producer director of Rape. Mm-hmm. This was in 2017, Aurora Perrineau. She uh, filed a police report accusing writer and executive producer Marie Miller of raping her. Mm-hmm. Now, and this allegedly took place in 2012 when she was 17 years old. This is coming out, remember, in the height of the Me Too movement, sort mm-hmm. of the exposing of these very powerful men like Harvey Weinstein doing horrible things to women. This was one of those accusations, right? Right. She came out defending him and saying that, you know, basically, while Me Too is like a real thing, sadly, this case in particular that my friend is accused of is one of the 3% of falsely accused cases every year. Right. Essentially alleging that this Aurora woman was lying. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, now we find out from Lena Dunham that not only was she mistaken, she in fact was lying. Mm -hmm. And she knew she was lying. She knew at the time that she was lying to protect her friend. Now, Instead of saying in 2017, I lied and didn't tell the truth because I thought my friendship was more important than the truth. More importantly, more important than the victim. She decided to come out and make a statement doing what I would argue is one of the worst things you could do other than victimize a person. Mm. And that's discredit them in public and discredit their accusations. Like to to come out as a woman in 2017 and discredit another woman's rape allegation from when she was a child. Yeah. Seems like probably one of the most heinous things. So if, however, regardless, fine, whatever Mm -hmm. people make mistakes, fine. If that were the case and she wants to own that, you'd think her apology would reflect that. Right. However, I guarantee you, and I could read and, you know, I'm I'm happy to read some of this to you. 90% of it is an explanation of nothing. Right. And it's just a bunch of big words. It's a word salad. Or as this woman in um, the Chicago Tribune wrote, it's basically performance art mm-hmm. aimed at protecting, you know, the image that is Lena Dunham. Can I ask a question about it? Because I, I yeah. truthfully, I'm so nauseated by her after I read her profile in, what was that in? I can't even remember now. Was it in <sighs> something New York? Was it in The Cut? I think it was New York Magazine. Yeah, yeah in The Cut. cut. Mm-hmm. Um, I read this profile of her and I'm so nauseated by her ability to turn every single thing into a story and a profile about her. Yeah. Um, I mean, she I uses a this? woman's rape as... Uh, like redemption story for her. So that's what I'm asking yeah. is having not read this because I'm so nauseated by her. Um, this whole word salad experience. Is she making it all about her? Yeah. She says, um, at the, and I, I read this and this is why I wanted to bring it because I read Lena's apology and I was like, well, this is exactly what I would expect from Lena Dunham. It's neither an apology nor anything other than an attempt to get attention for Lena Dunham. Mm-hmm. Um, Heidi Stevens wrote this piece. She's a reporter. Um, And she wrote this for the Chicago Tribune, um, or at least it appears in the Chicago Tribune. And at the end of sort of she lays it out like deliciously, delightfully, line by line, like what? 
what are you saying? What? Of Lena Dunham's apology. But then when she gets to the bottom, she says, at this point, Dunham's apology is little more than performance art. The latest episode of her project of her favorite show, Project Lena. The more we watch, the deeper she digs into her own not that fascinating psyche, tuning out the lived experiences and thoughts and pains of the other people, except as they relate to hers. Enough. I can't watch anymore. I feel complicit in her marginalization of literally every person whose orbit she enters. Farewell, Lena Dunham. Please get better soon. Like, literally, she's having the thought that, you know, we and clearly countless others have had about Lena Dunham. Um, And her apology. Let me just read like a couple words to you. Okay. Just so that you can Mm -hmm. taste some of this experience. Um, The very beginning of her apology, quote unquote, has nothing to do with an apology. And it says things like, um, it talks about the Me Too movement. Heroines have emerged. We're cracking open when we, we are cracking open windows and beating down doors. The air is circulated and the light is pouring in. There are magazine covers and TV specials and parties and instas celebrating the very real, very important and long overdue progress that has been made. But not, but with that progress, there have been mistakes. There has been pain. There has been a deep and gut-wrenching reckoning, and not just for men. This year has been incredible for women in Hollywood, but I know I'm not alone when I say this year has also been hell. Okay, this is an apology that she is going to make for claiming that a woman's rape accusation was false. I can't. I I honestly can't. I cannot and I won't anymore. Okay, I we had no. Bye. But you see what I'm saying? I do. Okay. I do. D-bag. I might have to have a D-bag holdover for tomorrow with that cuz I got more. Oh, okay. All it's all in here. Okay. Okay. I need to uh we need to move on. And uh, we're going to do something a little fun. Oh, so, yay, fun! Yay! Okay, so, uh, you may have heard, I've said it before, I have an eight-year-old, uh, one of my eight-year-olds asks very difficult questions. At first blush, they do not seem difficult. But as you really think about them and try to answer them, you realize how difficult they really are. We have a little segment we call Answer Keller's Question. I have a real-life question that my son has asked, and it will be up to you all to answer it. I need Three people to call 651-641-1071. Three people who think they are really good at answering kids' questions. We will give you the question. You will attempt to answer it. But Bradley will be here with the real answer when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley Show. 651-641-1071. If you think you're really good at answering kids' questions, answer Keller's question after this on My Talk 1071. We need two more callers who think they're really good at answering seemingly difficult questions from kids. 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. See, I've got an eight-year-old who asks what I believe to be really difficult questions, and so we've designed a whole segment around it. You have to try to answer Keller's question. Any questions? Can I ask you something? I have a question. I have very important question for you. It's time to answer Keller's question. I have questions Six five one six four one one zero seven one. We've got a caller on the line who's brave enough to try to answer Keller's question. I'm telling you, I have this very curious son, and he peppers me with questions, and I mean constantly. I'm not kidding you. 
it, they come very quickly, one after the other. I've started chronicling them on Twitter uh, under the hashtag Keller Live, if you'd like a little preview of the kinds of things the child asks. Uh, but we have a question all queued up that Keller has asked in the past. And this is actually one of his most frequently asked questions. He asks it all the time. Uh, and I always am a little bit baffled at the answer I should give him. And so we've got three callers on the line who think they're really good at answering questions. We're going to give them each an opportunity to hear the question and try to answer it. And then, Bradley, you are doing the research on the actual answer yeah, what's for the, the question. What's the question? Well, we're going to find out. first. Got- I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. We get Linda on the line. Hello, Linda. Hi. Hi, Linda. So you're pretty good at answering what seem to be difficult questions from kids? I don't know. Um, I have two adult children now and a lot of kids around. So let's see. Okay, well, let's, sure. let you, let's let you have a whack at Keller's question. Here we go. I have questions for you. What's the most famous movie in the world? Linda, what is the most famous movie in the world? Wow. Mm-hmm. See, it's not an it's easy not question. It's not as easy as you think, right? Yeah, that's really difficult because I don't know what where his brain is coming from because it could be so many different things. Exactly. You know, is it spiritual? Is it funny? What touched our heart to exactly. move us? I know. You know, I don't know. I I guess for children, you know, at his age, it has to be something that makes him want feel good and want to give back and move him internally so what is a child's movie that does that et maybe for him but you know that's it's a broad one i i i'm sorry i can't answer linda, that thank you for trying no, she I, tried she did i know give a, you know a good effort i'm telling you see it seems like at first blush you think that's not a difficult question then you try to answer it it's kind of difficult let's get michelle on the line and let michelle uh try her hand at keller's question hello michelle hello here is keller's question for you I have questions for you. What's the most famous movie in the world? Michelle, my son asks, what is the most famous uh, movie in the world? You know what? Right offhand, I'm going to say Gone with the Wind. Gone with the Wind, says Michelle. Oh, okay. Thank you, Michelle. I like how decisive she was. She She had an answer, and she said it confidently. Uh, She just threw it right out there. Now, to which Keller would have said with a follow-up, what the heck is that? We don't allow follow-up questions, so now we move on to Pam. Hello, Pam. Hi. So, Pam, now it is your turn. Here is Keller's question. I have questions for you. What's the most famous movie in the world? My son asks you, Pam, what is the most famous movie in the world? Well, the the one movie that I thought of that would be great for him to see is The Wizard of Oz, because I would explain that when they made The Wizard of Oz, 
they watched TV and screens that were all in black and white. Mm. And that was the first movie that they could, that they, people saw color on. And so it's just really a, a good, good story. Thank you, Pam, for that. Very confident. Again, a very confident and definite yeah, she answer. Like she knew what she was talking about. And that about. is part of the secret with answering Keller's questions is you have to sound like you know what you're talking mm-hmm. about. So, uh, so the three answers again from our first caller, she said that was a hard question. She wasn't sure she could answer it. For him, it might be something like, I don't know, that would make him feel good. And she suggested perhaps E.T. Our second caller said very confidently, she said, gone with the wind. Okay. Our third caller said the Wizard of Oz. And there okay. was a, a lengthy explanation about seeing things in black and white and then color. Bradley Trainer, Would what you is the like most, the actual I, answer? I would, because he does ask this question all the time. Okay, roll the question one more time, man. I have questions for you. What's the most famous movie in the world? That's a great question, young man. It Guess really what? Hmm. Here's the answer. Hmm. Titanic. Hmm. It is? And Tootsie. Tootsie? And Gone with the Wind. There's more than one answer? And Avatar. What? Yes! So it turns out, because really, the famous is a loaded word. It is. So it really depends on what you mean by famous. Mm-hmm. So when you search simply, what's the most famous movie in the world? Mm-hmm. When you actually search for that question, you're going to get all sorts of answers. And it really comes down to how you measure it. Now, I said Titanic, and that's according to IMDb. Uh, Titanic is at the top of the list of the most watched movies of all time. Mm, okay. okay. Um, then, if we go over to... Uh, uh, this was a story from 2018 this year. The hundred best movies of all time is chosen by actors, mm. and they they uh, sent ballots out to a bunch of working actors. And the number one movie that came back was Tootsie. Number two, by the way, The Godfather, hmm. followed by Woman Under the Influence and Cinema Paradiso. Okay, I didn't know those two. I didn't either. Uh, okay, then remember I said Gone with the Wind, and that yeah. was actually one of the uh, Caller's answers. films uh, that a caller mentioned. Well, turns out Gone with the Wind was voted the favorite film of Americans in a poll in 2008, and then a follow-up poll also in 2014. Hmm. Last up, the highest worldwide grossing film of all time is Avatar. Well, I've been wrong, because I just tell them all the time it's Star Wars, and then I just... Walk, oh. walk away. Well, that was number three on the list. Well, good. Okay, so I'm number three. I'm, I'm number three correct. When we come back, thank you, by the way, for answering Keller's question. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley Show, Bradley Trainers learned a lot about Jennifer Aniston. Oh. Tell- Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Get fast internet now with the Xfinity Supersonic Bundle. It's unlimited gig internet, a free streaming box, and one line of unlimited mobile. Go to Xfinity.com slash gig, visit a store, or call 1-800-XFINITY to learn more. Limited time offer, new gigabit internet customers only. Other restrictions apply. As fall fills up with activities and obligations, even a small time saver can feel like a big help. 
Grammarly is an all-in-one writing tool that makes clear, concise communication easier than ever, so you can finish your work earlier and head off to family dinners, social events, and fall weddings. Grammarly is free to download and works where you do, so every project gets finished quicker. Make sure your writing is free of mistakes with Grammarly's free, comprehensive writing suggestions and get an instant take on how your message comes across with the free tone detector. Let Grammarly Premium's sentence clarity rewrites help you find the perfect words on the first try. You'll be confident writing client emails, deadline-driven reports, and presentations without staying late at the office. Get more time back in your day by writing with Grammarly. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcasts to sign up for a free account. Then get 20% off when you're ready to upgrade to Grammarly Premium. That's Grammarly.com slash podcasts.